Um, got a bidet now though, and I got a self-cleaning system in the toilet. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. nobody, nobody tells you. Uh, as an American that's never really used one, um, that water is cold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they make them, um, because I was, like, looking at, you know, one of these ones you, like, clip onto your toilet or whatever. Uh-huh. And you, you know, you can run hot water. Like, if you have a sink next to your toilet, you there's ones that have a hookup for hot water. But then I was thinking, like, in, like, both my bathrooms... It takes forever for the hot water to get up there. So I don't think there's a situation anyway. where I would be like, I would be able to use it. I'd be able to get it warm enough before I used it. You know, it doesn't. Right. You'd have, you'd almost have to have like a little hot water tank under your sink for it. Or, that's like yeah. getting pretty hardcore. So yeah, cold water. I mean, <laughs> whatever. It's better than I've I've spent. Almost four decades just smearing the poop around my butthole. Yeah, I mean, well, and I hate it. Think about this: if you got like shit on your face, would you just take a white piece of like <laughs> no. dry paper and wipe it off, and then go on no. with your life? You know? Nope. It nope. is kind of disgusting. You take it for granted, <laughs> like you know, the kids they always use wipes. Like, I was doing wipe. that for a minute too, but they're awful for your fucking septic tank. You can't tank. flush. I throw them in the trash for them. Right? But yeah. And, you can't, and if I'm gonna uh, be throwing fucking butt wipes in the trash, like I'll move back to fucking Alaska where there's you can't throw anything down there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I I'm not out in the sticks anymore. I don't have to carry around a fucking trash bag full of fucking turd paper, which which is what they would do up there. You know, you, you'd have to. You couldn't throw it down in the fucking into the the outhouse you had to put it in the trash and then you take your trash out to wherever you're going to take it to they don't have trash pickup either so you literally have to take your your poop paper your your dirty toilet paper and stick it in your car and drive it somewhere (laughs) how much of this is going on the podcast i think we'll probably start when i talk about bidets (laughs) Uh, okay cool well what's with these podcasts dissing my band which one that's what Rivers is going to say after he oh, hears God. this. <laughs> I meant to do more reading more reading about the guy, and uh, I didn't get a chance to, but it sounds like he's a prick. Well, uh, I got a few um, few tidbits that I remember from him being on uh, Mark Marin, WTF. Uh-huh. Oh, he, w- he was on Marin, huh? Yeah. Well, it was pretty, I think it was pretty interesting, yeah, yeah. like, because um, yeah, okay. I didn't okay, know anything yeah. about him as, like, yeah, right, right. Person cool. okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, right, right. I don't remember right. who his guys were. But <laughs> one thing that was interesting to me was apparently he was like pre Weezer, like a legit yeah. like, shredder and like a GIT <laughs> school, you know, did, Steve Vai. Did you hear any of, did you, did you listen to any of his, his early dude. shit? Did you find it? I think I might have looked it up, you know, after I heard that, but I can't remember. <laughs> it's called Avant Garde, and they changed their called? name to Zoom. Yeah, it's in like the late, 80s? late, eight, late, late eighties. I think Zoom, they put out okay. a, like a couple of uh, singles in like '89. Yeah, it's like metal. It's yeah, a pretty legit on guitar. He's like a Yingve. I think he said Yingve was his. Well, was his guy. The thing about Rivers Como so, is that yeah, he he can play guitar, and uh, he also. He went to Harvard for for classical composition, but for yeah, was that later though? Yeah, that yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe? still, he's been you know he's he's done some um like advanced education into the uh, the idea of making music. 
You know, he studied and he sucks. He like he can shred and then he well, plays these fucking like four four just the easiest no effort fucking chord change shit that you could possibly pull out of your ass. It's insane. But the guy can play. Well, I think, you know, you talk about like the <clears throat> obviously there was like a person who was curious about music and like, you know, going from doing the blue album, which was like probably surprisingly successful. Right. At the time to doing like Pinkerton, which is like really like, all right, that's and yeah, it's cool to me to like have your next thing after your like several singles that are hits album be like that weird and dark and you know, fucked up. <laughs> and then like they like stopped being a band, kind of like Green Day did, like as I remember it, like they just kind of went away and you're just like, oh, I guess they're breaking up or whatever. And I don't feel like they did anything like. Oh, they all went and made other bands except for Rivers in five years or something. So I think like like maybe. You know, that suggests, like, uh-huh. a, a different relationship with music than, like, everything after that, the Green Album on. Well, it's so... It's just like a, a kind of a, a hit machine kind of radio-friendly band. So here's the crazy thing is, uh, I don't, if you dig into the demos, so you've got avant-garde which is a like shitty hair metal band which the worst the worst part of it is river singing uh i think it's river singing he sings too yeah yeah and it's not uh it's not too far removed from how you would sing for weezer but oh really but like I check this. 80s I I 80s hair metal it's on the if you look up the playlist i made i tossed it together pretty quick but there's some on there but he put out two demos before that and like He's almost like a really, like like something something like a like the like a really cool band. You know, they're almost like a really 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 cool band. If you go and listen to those demos, and you're like, oh wow, this is you know just somebody playing guitar with their friends or whatever, and they wrote these songs, and and uh, and then they put out the blue album, and and then Pinkerton. But in between Pinkerton, even there was an album uh that really? n- never got made it, there's all the demos exist and they're re- they're good enough where they remastered it and it sounds like a full album it's called I might have heard of that something about the black hole uh, i might have downloaded that and never listened to it or really something. like i found it and i was like oh cool i'll check this out and i just forgot i, I think it. half the songs are on pinkerton if i remember right um hmm. And then, like it's what was it was supposed to be, and they made Pinkerton instead, or something. Right. But there's and, still another album's worth of stuff. Yeah, I think I did hear this, but it was like, how much am I gonna listen to Weezer's doing a rock opera? They they wanted yeah. it to be a rock opera. Their second second album in, which not exactly a rock opera kind of band at all. No, uh, no. Although they do get that like arena rock kind of thing going for them. Like there's an aesthetic that they, they they start driving that almost seems arena rock at points. Well, the whole first album just having like the way they the thing that I love. I mean, I I love the the blue album. I'm like a big big fan of it. Same. And, and I I hate everything after Pinkerton. Uh, like, yeah, same. To a series, and I did the second I heard it. You know, uh, but the blue album is just the way it's recorded is like you think of like seventies rock, just like these massive like triple track guitars but just the way it's all mixed like 
it's just so fat and like you can still hear everything go it's just such a masterfully recorded actually didn't the guy from the cars produce that yeah rick okay is that when rick okasic produced sure that yeah it, has, so it reminds me of the cars and i'm not a big fan of the cars but uh i, I just I like the, the big cars. sound of it just with those songs is like it's it's pretty heavy, man. Yeah, no, no, and and then Pinkerton following up still has a. Uh, it's almost a more mature. They they don't really get. I, I see. Here's the so earlier today I'm listening to stuff and and even after that I uh, I didn't like Green Album when it came out and I didn't like Maladroit. I listened to them today, and I again I did not like them. The songs were nowhere near as good, uh, but. There was a point where I was kind of like, you know, I can't really say what's worse here on those albums. You know, like like I, it might just be like a little bit of taste or or that it's getting a little played out or anything, something like that, you know. But it's probably just the songs aren't as I mean, the the thing about the blue, if the blue album songs were just like really generic. But, you know, it's probably right. like he wrote the best batch of songs he's ever going to write in his life, like most bands. Well, and then if you listen and to then the demos, when you have to write an album, it's like totally different. Like Weezer probably just happens. He's like, man, I just wrote all these fucking songs I, this summer. I think that's it. He just demos you know, out all these songs. I think I'm going to go this direction. And then a producer comes in and says, oh, you know what? Hold on a second. You should start the guitar solo here. You should maybe cut this verse. You know what I mean? Which is the job of a producer. It's a good, good thing. To, it can be. It can be a good thing to have to check yourself on. But um, I just lost you, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you, oh, you're frozen. Wait. Yeah. Hey. No shit's all fucked up. Now the timing's gonna be all weird. I'm gonna have to cut and and move. I'm glad I figured that out though. That that's what was happening. The that makes sense. Yeah. All right, you're back. Cool. 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 I forgot what. Oh, the, just the fact that. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that Rivers just writes songs and demos a bunch of shit out, and then somebody else comes through and says, "Okay, we need to make some changes here. Here's an album type of thing." They they talk it through, I'm sure. And I I didn't get a chance to actually look at who's producing stuff, but I I know that there's record company involvement. That's how we got Pinkerton. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been a fucking rock opera. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. That's still a really pretty weird album. I like that album. And I, I don't have as... I don't know that I really was into it when it came out. Because like, I kind of didn't... I remember going to Best... Like, back in the day, going to South Bend to go to Best Buy to get CDs was, like, a really big deal. Yeah, so We didn't have a Best Buy. Yeah. So it was like you get... They have, like, everything in the world. It was, like, this amazing... You know, stuff oh, the mall and, did And there's have. the record stores over there, too. So that was, like... But this is like we would go on outings talking, to South Bend to oh, go to, so, yeah I'm, to go to fucking well, Best Buy like, and the record store and that. yeah there probably was a, there was a place that had T-shirts this is like I'm talking like well you're the I can't look, think of the ninety four six or something was it was it ninety five ninety six oh wait I got the ninety four ninety four okay so it was like it was like then like that was like a new album. Like somewhere ninety four, ninety five. Uh huh. We were at, go to Best Buy and get that. Something and, go uh, round. Disc- I got that in local H. Yeah, you high five a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that band. I saw that band at like a frat bar in Lansing. Really, my friends. <laughs> 
I think had like a cousin in Chicago, so he knew about them. And there, like there was played like played it for me, and I got that. It's like two or I three decades dead. where they would just play Chicago like every other day. Yeah, yeah, it might. Are even they from s- there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or at sense. least the original lineup was. I think there was a switch. There's like a change yeah, in drummers. This was just two guys. Yeah. On this album, but um, I feel like I was into Weezer for like a while, and then I just kind of was like, ah, oh, that's kind of not. That's not that cool. Like I got into like Pantera and White Zombie or whatever, and I was like, ah, oh, Weezer's not that cool. And then like later in high school, I heard it. Again, I was like, God, that album is so. Like when I worked at Nightwind's era. Uh huh. Somebody played it, and I was like, that's, like, an awesome album, man. So I, I got another copy of it, and then I went and got Pinkerton, listened back to that, and I was like, oh, this shit's all pretty cool. Yeah, like, Blue Album all the way through, not really, there's no bad songs, really. It's one yeah, of those, it's, it's awesome. one after another. And then Pinkerton, I, yeah, I mean, there's not really anything that I think is too bad on it. Um, I like no, almost the whole they're, thing. They're solid. And I think that totally that one same. actually almost has more, um, like actual like emotion and feeling in the and like atmosphere in the music. Um, yeah, definitely. Whereas the blue albums, yeah, more, it's like they're trying to go in a different, not not just like pop singles, direction. right? Like nerdy pop singles, yeah. <laughs> but which I mean, yeah, they earn it. I mean, they but, yeah, awesome. after, and they and they're not like week like all the songs are pretty like have a pretty heavy sound to them but after that when i started listening today i couldn't get through an entire song green album on um, it i could not listen to us all the way up to i got to teal album that's how far i got and i was just like i'd listen for about a minute and then yeah. i couldn't i had to stop it the the content like he goes from singing songs about playing music in his garage to talking about, you know, living in Beverly Hills and crying about not having a girlfriend or having a girlfriend or women like that's It's money or women, I think, from now on. And how cool like when it is. I first, when I first heard the hash pipe song, I was like, well, that's just kind of like stupid, but, you know, whatever. It's kind of heavy. Right. You know, good for Weezer. I'm not going to buy this, but. You know, they're they're like a different generation's band now, I guess. And then uh, when I heard the Beverly Hills song, I was like, "Oh fuck, man! I feel bad for these guys. This is this is bad. <laughs> <It's> when, <laughs> this is like really bad." It's man. when the the like like drive that was for probably, for a pop hit well, just like got. Whew. Yeah, I couldn't believe when I heard that shit. Not even the same band. What year is that? That must be a long time ago now. That um, seems like, I think of that as like a new song. Is that Make Believe? That's on Make Believe. Make Believe is the one after Maladroit. And that Make Believe is the album where today I started laughing at, out loud about how <laughs> terrible these fucking songs were and how like just like cheap <laughs> and lazy. Uh Especially for somebody who supposedly studied music at Harvard for a little while, you would think he would try to break free of the pattern of verse, chorus, maybe intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. Well, it's like every one of these bands it's, that we've talked about, eventually, like everything is just like a version of their big, you know, the songs that were hits. They just kind of remake. You know, the classic formula. Um, and then they all kind of eventually get like a really generic 
just radio sound like that that, so- that song you were listening to when you got on the phone oh god in the yeah background whatever that was uh, that can't. could be smash mouth that yep. could be corn <laughs> that could be uh, uh counting crows now like I, if you said that was any of those bands I, i'd be like yeah okay you, you know what's that. worse is that now that I've had to, now that I've gone through and listened to some of those those other bands doing that type of music, and now that I'm hearing Weezer on this episode, I I I would almost rather listen to some later Smash Mouth than some of the shit that I heard on fucking Weezer. <laughs> shit was fucking annoying, and it's just like he's like, like I never want to hear another song that does like staccato guitar, bass, and drum. All on the fucking quarter note. One, two, three, four. I never want to hear anything like that again for a breakdown. Fucking, I never want to hear anything that goes. I don't want like with like with you know three chords that rotate around a generic fifties pop structure for a fucking rock song. I and that's what he's given you with, and his voice just gets more and more annoying. Gets higher pitched every fucking album. I don't know how. Usually artists, usually male singers start to lose a little bit of that high end. They start getting a little lower later in their careers. You end up sounding like Tom Waits and Bob Dylan. Maybe, maybe they're speeding it up. Yeah, maybe. Speed up the uh, tape a little bit. Maybe. I, I didn't realize how much I actually hated Weezer. I thought when I was looking at how they'd make all this stuff that I would like them uh, going in, going to listen to the albums, the, the later stuff they never listened to. I thought I might like it a little bit more and have an appreciation for it because of the way that they make these and, and the way that they treat it like a real band. You know, they could they could be Sunny Day Real Estate or whatever. In fact, I think some of the members of Sunny Day Real Estate played with them, but... Uh, any of those like emo esque like late nineties, early two thousands bands could be Weezer, you know. But Weezer's the one that makes the pop songs. Weezer. I think the Sunny Day Real Estate guys joined the Foo Fighters. Mm. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's, That's the bass player and the drummer. But then the drummer left, and then they got the guy who's the drummer probably still. He's the guy that hates uh, Dave Grohl. The Sunny Day the Real Estate guy. Yeah. Which one? The bass player or the drummer? I think the drummer. The one who left the band? Yeah. Because he hates Dave Grohl. Because he hates Dave Grohl. Which I understand. So I don't think he ever really... I think he just has this picture in that CD and he probably toured with them, but I don't think he plays on any of their records. He played on the second drums one. drums on the first two. No, he, play, he played... I think Dave Grohl plays drums on uh, it. I'm pretty sure. He... He played. He played on it, and then Dave over and over. Oh, yeah. uh, I saw nice. something. Okay, yeah, I, I kind of remember. I that. saw something where they were called the I mean, the rhythmless better. section. Oh yeah, Dave Grohl's probably a way better drummer. Those are the only two listenable albums they have. I wouldn't know. Probably because he plays drums on them. Yeah, probably. That first album. I mean, when it came out, I. I because you know I love Nirvana. I I thought that was really cool, and it doesn't sound like any of the other Foo Fighters albums. I bet I could put that on and be like, "That's pretty cool." Like 1995 or whatever. I never bought it. I remember, but that. I do remember at the when it was coming out. I was playing. Uh, I was just starting to play guitar. I was playing with this drummer Nate, and we would go over to Nate's grandma's uh, condo. It was like right across the way from the high school after class. And she had MTV, 
and we loved those fucking Foo Fighters videos. Yeah. Neither of us bought that fucking album. The, the Mentos one. Yeah, the Mentos one, and just uh, that was. Cool. And we liked all of it, but neither of us. It, they were all funny. Just never got into it, but we knew it was the Nirvana guy, you know, and we were cool with that. And then, you know, a couple decades go by, and I hate Dave Grohl beyond belief. Like it, it amazes me how much I fucking hate Dave Grohl. That's for a different fucking conversation. Right. Oh, I was going to say something about them. Foo, Foo Fighters. Um, you know, that drummer in the Foo Fighters now, he played with Alanis Morissette on the Jagged Little Pill. Oh, yeah, he did. And then he left to join the Foo Fighters. That's probably fine. He's a pretty heavy drummer. He's like a Dave Grohl-esque drummer, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the t-shirt. Which, I think I got it in South Bend. Of the first Foo Fighters album. With the ray gun? Yeah, yeah cool. That was a cool That's shirt. But yeah, I thought that album was really cool. And then I think I bought the second one and I was not as into everything on that. And then from there, I was just like, this is not really my kind of music. <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> and then they became this massive band, which is crazy. So like beyond anything that I just for like massive for the type of I don't know anybody that I know one person that I lived with. And I am not friends with that. I know nothing about except that they like the Foo Fighters. That's the only person yeah. I can think of that, that likes the Foo Fighters. So they have this. I don't think I know anyone that likes the Foo Fighters. They got a following either, of, of some, I'm sure we do. It's just people that you don't talk to music. About. <sighs> yeah, probably not because they don't, they don't want to hear me talk about how sweet the tone on son's new album is. Uh, <laughs> they want, you know, uh, it's kind of like this. There's some people just want to. St- Dave Grohl, you ever thought about just going for like eight, nine minutes? <laughs> Come on, dude, you hung out with the Melvins, right? You're into that, right? Dude, he would play drums with with with. He would kill. It would, sort of it would awesome. kill. It's where he needs. Oh, he just needs to shut the fuck up and stop that. writing crappy songs and fucking sit down behind a fucking drum set and be happy about it. Well, I mean, I think doing the Foo Fighters it allows him to be insanely rich and famous, and then he can do all these projects and like, just like, oh, I'm gonna be in a band with John Paul Jones for a minute. Man, if I had like really tried to get tickets to that, that would have been cool just to see him play drums and see John. He Paul does Jones do some some kind of cool stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to like. Okay, uh, I get why you didn't like the Sun City thing. That was pretty annoying, or Sound City, or whatever it was called. Dude, he sucks. He is a fucking. He's a two faced, shady piece of fucking shit. Fuck Dave <laughs> Grohl and his coattail riding piece of shit. Astro-turfing oh, motherfucking ass. Um, what? I get around that song. Is that just like... I was thinking about this the other day. Is that just like, <laughs> I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not going to kill myself. <laughs> yes. That's kind of <laughs> fucked up, right? <laughs> hey, look. All right, but guess what? This guy didn't, but I'll stick around. Are you? <laughs> Fuck this guy. That's kind of lame, man. I don't know it's, what it is. I'm not too <laughs> cool about that. But isn't that the song? I think it's about Courtney. That's the one that's about Courtney Love. Because I don't what? know you anything. 
Oh, that one. Yeah. I think, I think that's the same song, isn't it? I'll stick around. I'm like, fuck you. Your husband killed himself. I'm not gonna. That's <laughs> my money, bitch. <laughs> well, you know, she was just pissed because he didn't pay his half for the hitman. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Next week, we will be doing Earth on 311 Podcast. <laughs> it was. Wasn't it a. Uh, uh, what what the fuck would they say that guy's name was? I can't think of it now. El Duce? El Duce. Yeah, what's his fucking band called? The Mentors. They, yeah, oh my god, that shit is fucking brutal. So, rape rock. That's, you, yeah. Like, yeah, you gotta really be a kind of asshole to just commit to calling your shit rape rock. That's just. It's no good. Beyond man. beyond shock, it's a lack of taste. <laughs> Fucking yeah, it's like a. There's only one Gigi Allen, man. You know, I mean. Gigi might to, I guess this guy's rape. probably legitimately. I mean, I just feel like if you want to, like, you can't really be like a shock. I can't take anything seriously after that, because it's just like <laughs> pretending. Like you gotta like. Yeah, go fucking rub shit all over yourself and then OD on heroin while you piss your pants. You know, right? Like that, Other, you, whatever. Otherwise, otherwise, it's just a fucking joke act that's like trying to fucking point to that. Basically, yeah. I mean, you like, ever watch that video on YouTube and it's like the last Gigi Allen concert and it's like the daytime and he gets the, the venue shuts it down and he just like walks out starts like, walking naked and like there's this, I think maybe has underwear <laughs> like on or something shit but, all over him and yeah. shit and then like this group of people <laughs> like, like starts following him and like someone's yep. filming and like it's crazy like, these people all become like really possessive of him and he like and he goes and dies that like at a party with these people like right then basically like, like yeah that yeah. night like he overdoses and dies <laughs> and uh it's a bizarre they video realize man. they take pictures of themselves with him they like weekends at bernie's the motherfucker for a second <laughs> i think it's it's appropriate dude Gigi would have wanted that yeah i think it's appropriate. the only thing that he would have been mad about is that he didn't blow himself the fuck up on stage that'd have been it and yeah, uh that whole thing is uh wild man the first yeah, time you're, gonna be hard, you're gonna be hard pressed to do legit shock after gg yeah you just can't like there's nothing else to do after that like as far as just like being shocking or like pushing the envelope non-musically fucking uh dave grohl dave grohl you know gg <laughs> allen is not about to start you know the Sorry. dave grohl's fans dave grohl's fan base they're not about to start getting into that either you know who it is it's the people that say, I just want something I can sing along with. Yeah, and you know, God bless you, folks. <laughs> yep, that's There's fine. plenty of it for you. There's, I don't, I don't nope. know if I sent you, I, I, I think I sent you a message. I don't know if you listened to it. I, I, I wanted you to, though. There's a band called Mo. Mo. Oh, but yeah. it's, not, it's not the jam band. It's oh. like capital M-O, capital E. I, I can't, huh. I think they're New Zealand or something like that. It is, it's dope, by the way. It is the good mo. good. Oh, it's good. Oh my they God. They just call good. themselves the good mo. But it's, it's straight up. I mean, it's noisy and drony. You sent this to me? I think I did a long time ago when I first oh, found it. Oh, you sent it. it again? That sounds cool. Yeah, I'll look it up. Uh, 
but one of their their fucking slogans for their band is if you uh if you were if you were looking for something you could sing along to you should go listen to something else it's reasonable very it's not it's not uh you know it's not for like driving around in your car on a summer afternoon necessarily unless you're i mean i'm into that fucking insane um all right well back to weezer so the guy who played bass in weezer he I had a band a called to. the rentals the rentals they did a video <laughs> and i remember being like well what's going on with this guy yeah and it was kind of cool you know i had that album it was good it's kind of ahead of its time maybe like that kind of stuff in 2008 was like really popular you know sure sure like but it was also that, kind of like a harken back to the uh cars type of sound yeah, maybe he was more into that. But then when he left the band, they kind or of whatever. sucked, you know, after it, that. So I wonder, like, what he role claims that, that guy he had in, like, steering their direction. He didn't know. He didn't know he, what. He claims that they they left after Pinkerton. He went and did the Rentals album, and the next thing you knew, they were back in the album, or they were back in the studio, and... uh he just wasn't asked to come back. He was never told that he was fucking gone. There's there's dispute because some people say that he left. But it seems to be a lot of that going on in this band. Sounds like Rivers is a little emotional. <laughs> is the rest of the band still the same guitar player and drummer? I don't know. Though? I highly doubt it. Uh you know, those would, guys were in the band for a while. I would tell you, but uh, I'm still trying to send you this link to <laughs> to MOE because it's way better than Weezer. You yeah. know, uh, I do appreciate the blue album, the cover, just how shitty everybody looks. Like, like no one see. made any attempt to dress like they were gonna be doing an album cover, and like the like they're not dressed in any kind of cool way, especially or not. specifically uncool way, just like. And the drummer has this like white shirt that you can see the t-shirt through. I think, and like, have, it's just have you a ever wonderfully bad look? I really respect. Have you ever it. listened to uh, the Feelies? I think so. That sounds familiar, but I can't think of. I one hundred percent, absolutely love all the way through their first album, Crazy Rhythms, and the 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 cover is just a blue background with their the like tops of their heads. It's kind of like a, a Beatles esque thing, but I kind of wonder because the the sound is very similar. And I never saw anything that said that that Rivers was influenced by them, but like it, it's one of those things I I almost assume um, that the cover is based on those. Yeah, I kind of I kind of wonder What's if that's a thing. The Feelies, Crazy oh, Rhythm. Crazy rhythm. Uh, all the way through. It's like... I'll have to check it. I don't know. Mar- I feel like it, it sounds like a band I've been it's, familiar with. You know how television technically had like the two albums, but really it's only the one? Fucking um, um, Marquee Moon. I don't know. They, what's the second one? Outtakes of it or something? No, there is a second one, though. It was like put out, I think, in the 80s. Uh but it's not it's it's like a, a, a took a few years after type of thing and the feelies are one of those bands too okay. that like they they put out that album and it's it's just amazing all the way through and i would even compare it to like a like a more pop 
poppy, dorky, nerdy version of uh, Marquee Moon to some degree. Um, some degree, very loose degree, but uh, super cool album. Definitely something you should listen to all the way through at some point. I'm looking for... Why am I on Fallout Boy? What the fuck? <laughs> That's kind of like... Uh, are they like Weezer? Bam. They are kind of like... They're like post-Weezer. That was a band that uh, really we have. Yeah, fucking Robert's making me do That's it. That's named after week, a Simpsons. Next week. Reference, huh? To the, you know, I just started rewatching The Simpsons because I got the Disney Plus and I need something to make me not turn it, like, delete my subscription before WandaVision's done. And, uh, yeah, that yeah, that's, that's a, that's Radioactive Man's, uh, child sidekick. Yeah. Who, um, I know that episode well. I did, I did not realize, uh, going back and watching that show, Homer Simpson's fucking piece of shit. That guy's an abusive yeah. alcoholic. Like, it is not okay. Like, there's nothing, like, lovable or okay about that fucking character. It is really gross, and I never caught it until... Because you know, I, <laughs> I stopped watching The Simpsons, and I never really thought about Homer Simpson other than, like, haha, dimwit pop culture character. But now watching it, it's like, wait a second. The fuck? What the oh, fuck? Yeah, How man. does this guy have a family <laughs> and a job, you know? <laughs> yeah, I miss that Simpsons. When Homer was like a 70s dad. <laughs> that ruled. Uh, it looks like what we have here is. Uh, yeah, well, back the in band, the day, the that band. was what that's what everyone's dad was like. You kinda, well, that was, was that was the was point. Kind of right. Late 80s and early 90s. Or well, it, it wasn't supposed to be a good thing. And from what I understand is Matt, Matt Groening was meant for Homer to not to continue being a piece of shit character. Yeah. And he does. But not in the way that Groening meant for him to be. And the, the, when they, the, the next writers and everything, they tried to make him like the focus and make him like a, a lovable character to some degree within the show. And, it, and now seeing it, 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 like it just, like, no, you didn't. You failed. <laughs> you made me think that he's an alcoholic, abusive piece of shit. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Times change. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what's great about, like, all the early Simpsons, just every character is terrible. Like they're just all <laughs> like much. awful. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I at one point remember going, man, all these people are bad except for Lisa. And then like, it was a Lisa episode and then Lisa does something. And I, where I was just like, Oh yeah, no, that's right. Lisa's selfish and shitty too. Yeah. Fucking totally. <laughs> shallow as fuck. It's like an actually accurate. <laughs> it's the, the one accurate depiction of, of uh, most talents. <laughs> So the um, lineup for for Weezer does stay relatively the same after 1994, except for Matt Sharp leaves. He gets replaced for a few years by Mikey Welsh, and then Scott Schreiner steps in to play bass. Um, it looks like they all kind of handle keyboard duties also, which is crazy. Do they have a, a touring keyboardist? It doesn't say that. Oh, wait. Uh, maybe it does. I feel like they got a few guys behind curtains at the Weezer show. Okay, so real quick, former touring musicians, Josh Freeze, of course, is on the fucking list because he can't not play with a band. I'm yeah. surprised Josh Freeze hasn't shown up at my house just to be like, hey, I heard maybe you play guitar. Do you want me to sit in for a second? And I'm like, Josh, I don't do that. I don't know who you are. Why, why do you have to play with everybody? It's just that good, man. 
dude, Josh Freese is a badass. A fucking solid badass. There is nothing you can really point to to say, like, that's that's proof that he's a badass. It's just, like, such a wide spectrum of things that he has his hands in. He's such a solid drummer, too. I think if you can play... Uh you're like really really good at drums or bass you'll just always have work there's just always in there there's you know enough guitar players and stuff but if you can play drums or bass like really 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 good like you're set well that's a, a even just like in a local scene like someone always needs drummer or bass player well here, no one needs uh, a guitar player here's the other thing you don't need a good drummer or bass player you need an appropriate drummer and bass player so if you're like if you are a good drummer you know, like you don't you don't have to be able to fucking do blast beats and fucking play polyrhythms all day long. If yeah, you could just have them. perfect timing, like, right? Makes exactly. Big, like that's I'm it. I'm not saying complicated, but just guys with you know. If you can hold timing. a rhythm and have a little bit of of like dynamics to your playing, you know, if you can pull yourself back and not just beat the shit out of stuff all the time, like you you're gonna have jobs. That's well, and that's what sets like legit sounding bands apart from just like total amateurs is plus if you can you the drummer you imagine, and bass player are good it doesn't matter if the guitar player is any good but, but guitar like it's gravy but the, also like the the bass thing like like if you do have a really like in, in a studio situation where you would be hiring a bass player you don't want somebody that's going to come in and be like oh dude <laughs> i know you just wanted me to play the fucking root notes here but like Check this out. If I slap it, and then I can also do no the slapping. listen. Check that out, though. Do the Seinfeld thing. I just, I just think about no, but again, perfect timing, man. I mean, it's just everything. A drummer and bass player with like solid timing that just like can like understand a song and where to be. It's just like. You don't even notice what it is. You're like, oh, like you're just drawing, like, oh, this sounds like a legitimate band, and it's probably ninety percent of the time that's because of the rhythm section. Right, right. The guitar is all flash, sitting on top of shit. Yeah, like it just makes the guitar sound good. Even if you're playing, if you're playing with, even just playing guitar, if you're playing with a good drummer and bass player, it's like effortless. Yep. If you're playing with a bad one, it's like painful. Like it's it's just <laughs> you can't sound good with a bad drummer, really. <laughs> Like you're constantly trying to listen for their mistakes and like, like catch up to them or like, like it's just some old catch, bad time. Catch their missing, yeah, dude. It. Yep. Well, it's I tough, you know man. like I have rough timing, and I play all that. Sh- I play all that shit that's like that's on top. Why you need the drummer? <laughs> that's why you need the drummer, man? That's what I'm saying. Like I, I like if I I can't, I can hold some shit down, kinda. But like, man, I need somebody to fucking. <laughs> get the backbone for me or I'm yeah, going to be not digging it. It's a tough, it's a tough gig, but you know, kids learn the drums learn the bass. You'll always have gigs. There you go. That's... Well, I don't know about these days, but you know, if there are gigs to be had, they'll call you first. Yeah. Learn, learn the bass, but learn to fucking sit the fuck down on bass. We learn don't need to you... slap the shit, shit out of it. Yeah. Get just six string. We need like 30 second notes slapped uh, with like two octave jumps between the notes. Go. <laughs> Run your scales. It's, it's the Les Claypool Tom Waits thing where Tom Waits brings in Les Claypool to record on his albums and then says, yeah, I don't want you to play more than three notes. 
Well, I think he even knows like, well, this is like not Primus, you know. Mm-hmm. This is something else, and he sounds great on that, which is like, oh, I guess he can play bass. I mean, He's yeah, not you just guys, his own creation. You guys, can, everybody can come yell at me about it, but uh, Les Claypool's a good musician. Fuck off, like. Oh, I love uh, love Claypool. Les Claypool, like both. Yep. It's like they just have their own language and their own thing, and that's what's cool about it. Like he couldn't like go play fucking trad jazz. That's not what he does. Like no, well, but. Man, he probably couldn't. I mean, you know what I'm just saying. He's not like yeah. a... Uh, it's just not what... He, no, he wants I'm to... I'm sure he could figure whatever out, but, like, he's just his own thing. It's awesome. He wants to bounce around on his fucking bass and make weird noises and fucking... He... Like, Primus is what 311 wishes they could do to some degree you know they got a specific sound they got a groove it's 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 move it's like a, a a bouncy type of thing it's something that gets you excited you could almost dance to it but not quite you know what i mean and it, it's just a i know primus annoys a lot of people but i it's just it's just like a good it's just like a good that idea well, it should like annoy group. people. Like it's based on the most annoying to polarizing bands. Like it's based on like Rush and The Residents and <laughs> yeah. um, you know Pink Floyd, which I guess is a band everyone likes. But uh, that's like the thing that makes them accessible. Um, sure, sure, Pink Floyd, but like all Pink Floyd, not just like Dark Side of the Moon and fucking Wish You Were Here. You know they go and. Like Claypool's covering animals all the way through, like like yeah, he's that doing. was that was awesome. I thought I love animals. I remember I bought that when that came out when I worked at Night Ones. I saw them a bunch back then, and they were always awesome live. I saw them one time at the Vic, I think, or somewhere in Chicago. I think it was the Vic. I think I was with probably two thousand two or something. I think I think I was there and you were there. Yeah, might have been. That was a, that was I the one where I remember uh, that. Little Ryan didn't break in through <laughs> through the side door. There was one he did. No, no, that was the one I was at. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, I was there. What was, was that? Saying, did they do there's the, no way um, he would ever do something illegal like that, you know? He oh, didn't. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that was awesome. He told me how, he, I remember explaining, like, the place next door in the bathroom, and you yeah. go through this door, and, like, yeah. I was like, okay, and then I look up front, and I just see him, like, oh, like, yeah, of course. <laughs> My boy Murph. But they played, uh, Rolling Stones, like how many th- two thousand light years from home, whatever that, whatever number that song is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. Off they of played uh, that in the encore. I think they did. Uh, I don't remember that. Maybe I they that did electric. Show. They did Primus, um, Southbound Pachyderm, or some kind of cool Primus song like that. Like in the God. encore, and then they did the Rolling Stones. I don't 2000 remember light years from home. Any of the show. Except, I think it was that show. It could have been a different one because I saw. Oh, it like, could have been a different one, right? Like a few yeah. times in like that couple of years. Same here and same here. So that's and I and with like different with like I saw him with like Fraud Brigade twice, I think, and then like I saw him with ah uh, something called the Fancy Band. Oh, I didn't. Dave Shab went to that. I didn't go to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I sure did. Uh, fucking. I saw him a lot before. Like I saw Primus oh, in two thousand with Brain. And then I saw nice, Les. I saw Les play with Tim, and I think with Brain. 
and or maybe I, it was Jay Lane, but uh, I saw Oyster had. Yeah, that was he pretty did. cool live. At, uh, I think it was a it's cool was, you got to see uh, what's his name Copeland. Yeah, yeah, he's a talk about like a time like a perfect time. Machine. Perfect time. Perfect timing doesn't play anything that I'm too impressed by ever, but the dude can just like. Sound well, I like mean, a machine. all the drums on those first few police albums are pretty solid. I just don't like the police. That's I like the uh, first we, uh, two or three police albums. Uh, it, it's one of those things where if we did an episode, I'd probably appreciate it quite a bit. But I, I just don't. Sting is one of my weaknesses. If you play slow, solo Sting, that's one of those things that I will be like, hey, can you turn this off like immediately? Like, can you can you stop this now? I like, thought you were gonna say you really st- like. Sting no, it brought you. Fucking, like, I mean, no, put some no, soul no. sting on, man. I'm down. No, fuck. Dest- sting no, is terrible. It destroys me. I haven't listened to There's, them in a long time, but it's been a long cool. time since I've listened to the Police. My stepmom had had a few of their their uh, records that I would put on. She had a decent record collection when I was growing up, and that was when I would like. That's where I heard my first like Talking Heads and shit. I bought a record player at one point because I thought it was cool and punk rock. I thought it was retro or whatever, you know. And I didn't have any records. I bought a Cat Stevens record. <laughs> I had Teaser and the Firecat. And uh, fucking, and, and she fucking went down into the basement, pulled out her fucking vinyl, and handed me Talking Heads, fucking Blues Brothers, Chicago. But, like, early Chicago, not later Chicago. Fuck, I can't remember what else. Ramones, I think. That's solid, man. That's a nice. Uh, oh, that's, Penny that's was a hipster. That's pretty hip to be gifted. You still have Pen, those? Pen. Oh, I gave them back to her. Oh, right. I borrowed, I, I borrowed them, you know, like over the weekend. You know, that's I'm talking cool. when I was like 13, you know, 12, 13, something like that. Maybe 14. Yeah, I had records really early. Like, I think I was nine at school. We did this like fake like garage sale thing where everybody got like monopoly money and brought stuff in and there was like some kind of math exercise but you like went to like everyone had their own little store you know and you bought shit and sold shit and someone had this like fisher price record player thing with a speaker in it and i was like oh we have these records in my basement it was five fake dollars oh i bet you did have some records in your basement too <laughs> well my parents had like this great record collection but they all got like water damaged and like oh shit i like, just understood like how to clean records and whatnot and so they just all got they threw like almost all of them out except for like a couple crates of records but there's some really good stuff in there i still have some of it all the cover i mean it's water damage but it sounds okay but you know like trot mass replica some right of that stuff was still in there some zappa and stuff but um i still have all that but like Jimi hendrix uh was in there and bunch of cool stuff like that so that i would just like started listening to those and then i i think at my grandma's basement i found like a better record player like with like two like little speakers like a stereo one so then i upgraded to that and then i found a bunch of records but it was like steely dan and a bunch of stuff especially back then i was like <laughs> i don't want to mess with this but i think i found some really cool stuff like the white album i found i found waka jawaka in a closet at my grandma's Ooh. house Ooh. What, the, what the fuck <laughs> It was my, you know, my dad's or whoever. Your dad's, yeah. My aunt was like way, like seven years older than my dad, so she went to college in like 60, 
67, I think she's 68, 69. So she saw like all like the mothers and all these bands like play like at cool. Michigan State, you know, whatever. And so like, I think my dad just got hit to that music through her and her boy. They were like really into Beefheart and Zappa and stuff. So uh, he was like that 12, would totally make 13. sense. So it was just around, you know. Yeah, that would but, yeah, make. Yeah, uh, it was cool to get all. I got a lot of records before people got really into them and they were really cheap it's crazy the price tags on some of my records like i didn't know you could buy them until i started hanging out with sean and Corey and those guys and i was like where where'd you get all these new records like they still make records i just like thought you just could only have the ones that were like in someone's basement and that was all there was <laughs> right. like, 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 there's record stores like in South Bend and Chicago and like mm-hmm. bands put out records I'm like what? <laughs> really? <laughs> so then I just like started buying a shitload of records and they were really cheap and it was awesome and now they're not so I miss the I, I, I have had uh, three record collections that have either disappeared or gotten destroyed and they were each like a crate you know it wasn't like a lot but it was like as soon as I would start, I had some cool shit, man. Fucking from back from back then, like going around to South Bend or going to Detroit or something. What's that? What's going on? Getting cookies and milk. Whoa! What? It's just between us. You're not Hi. Okay, bye. You're not in speakers. I said, oh yeah, that's right. She says hi. Cool. Got milk All and right. cookies. Whoa! I'm jealous. But She's yeah, fucking. Cookies. Going around with those guys to places to buy fucking, uh, buy records and shit was, uh, I, I had like, like Gorilla Biscuits, seven inch, which is like New York hardcore, you know, like first printing, hard to find type of shit. I had a bunch of crass record shit that's like out of print. Uh, and now, and even if it is in print now, it's not printed with the same artwork or any of that. I had like first printing fucking, Best Before 1984, fucking uh, Christ the Album, fucking Gone, just Gone. Uh, well, I have uh, an extra copy of one of those. Because I have some of the records probably from those trips. Right, from, from, Corey, from Corey's. Yeah, he sold yeah, yeah. his whole record collection to me years ago. Again, before Corey probably, like, records were huge. Did you get some Crass Records stuff out of that? Yeah, I got a bunch of them. Because he, he had the all those, dude, that shit is worth fucking. I don't know if it's worth money, but that shit is fucking impossible it's not to find. Print. No, a it's lot not. of those, you know, or I, they, I don't know how expensive they are, but um, I wouldn't sell they, them. Obviously, they did but. a re-release, a, a classical release. I think it's with a classical something instead of classical. It's crass, yeah, but. Uh, recently, or at least not not too long ago, but I don't know if they did vinyl or not, and I don't know if they did all of it, and they did it with different artwork. Those crash albums are cool, man. They sure they sound are. like shit in a very unique way. They like having them on vinyl is just really. Uh, that's how they're meant. Like you. If if you you can go listen to Crass if you want to, that's great. But like somebody should hand you a Crass album with a booklet yeah. inside the vinyl, the poster, yep. read the book. Yep. Yeah, that's that's thing. you really got to get into it. Uh, for especially like I don't know, it's 
that's a that band is something else yeah sounds like shit in a way like nothing else but also like somehow through that shit sounds amazing like nothing else too those are that's a that's a that's a band that <laughs> i don't even think we should try to do an episode on yeah. you know <laughs> i'm not Definitely, saying yeah. Yeah. not saying like i wouldn't if somebody suggested it but i'm not jumping at the bit to do it there is nothing nothing i really have to say about crass except you should just go listen to we crass and probably read about it we could but some people would some people have issues with them say it's bullshit I've read it before, but I don't believe it. Well, love that fucking band. Weezer. So Weezer did an album where they put a guy from Lost on the cover, right? Oh, yeah. And it was on Epitaph. What's up with that? You know anything about that one? <laughs> I listened to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I skipped every song several, like, 30 seconds in. Because <laughs> it was fucking shit. Uh, it was slightly better sounding than the one previous to it. I know that it was on Epitaph. Which doesn't really mean shit to me because at that point, Epitaph was, I don't know, not cool. It's just the easiest way to put it. Epitaph was making mainstream commercial music. And uh, I don't want to say anything too bad about about them because you know we get we get anti records from epitaph being a thing we get we get a bunch of really cool stuff from them and uh, the boot comps those were solid yeah fucking early bad religion early no effects fucking rich kids on lsd uh offspring i guess fucking that's one of the problematic ones you know, Pennywise, I don't want to listen to it now, but back when I was hanging out with my skater friends, that shit was dope. Fucking Pennywise. cool. Epitaph was cool back when it was smaller, smaller, and not selling half their shit to wherever. Because that's uh, basically as soon as 94, I think, was Offspring. And that was when they decided they were going to start selling their bands off to Atlantic and fucking, you know, any any major label that would offer the money to put out the next album, basically, which probably better on them. But yeah, the Hurley Hurley's the name of the album. Hurley. 2010. 2010. I wonder if that was just like a like a viral marketing idea or just like a genuinely like inside joke that they're like, fuck it, let's just do it. Let's actually just he, do that. But you I remember, know, I didn't, you know, made a lot of internet news, and I wonder if it did was it? like, you know, let's do something really stupid to just like get some people to notice that we're putting an album out, I which never is like a cool Lost. way to do it. I mean, I do, I like how dumb of an idea it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I, I like a, a pointless, like questionable album. Like, why did you do that? It makes you go, why did you do that? And then when you look for an answer, there isn't one. That's kind and of isn't that, isn't that his character on Lost? I don't know. I've never. I. I have the guy Hurley. I've never seen Lost either, but I read about yeah, what happened. I think yes, that is his character. It's uh, not the actor's name. I know I that the actor who played the guy in um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the episode with the, uh, the, the carpool lane and the Dodgers game. Larry buys weed for his dad, and that's the guy he buys weed from. I'm pretty <laughs> that sure guy, it's the same actor. That's a, that's, that's a that's watched. a good weed dealer. That's, <laughs> he looks like an old fashioned drug dealer. 
Like now, like your weed dealer was like a coffee shop person. But you know, back then, <laughs> well, like he's wearing a leather jacket. He hasn't shaved. Like it's like a he's like a real drug dealer. Sean Everett. What's up, Sean? Peace, man. Respect wait, to the Hurley. No, album. no, no. Wait, wait. Oh, wait scratch wait. that, Sean. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm right. Uh, that's who produced that album. My bad. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Sean Everett. Who is you this? Uh, who is this guy? I'm trying to skim real quick. Artwork, title. Uh, Jorge Garcia. That's the guy. Peace, George. Yeah. Fucking cool dude. And his character was Hugo Hurley Rees. Uh, I'm sure he was a great character on that show. What was the thing that show was it all just was a dream or something? Was it? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody hated the ending, right? Or that like they were dead or something. Hmm. I I really don't know. I didn't like the show enough to stick. How many seasons was that? A lot of them, I think. It was like a big deal what happened. I start getting annoyed after like four or five seasons if I don't think you're wrapping it up. A few, few, few shows can sustain more than, you know, three or four good seasons, I think. Five is the max for like almost. Lost was six seasons. Six seasons doable, but still, it wasn't good. good Ideas in season five and six, though. (laughs) Yeah, you better you better have something to get me there too. There, the the fucking end of each season better kill me. Otherwise, I don't know. What was the end of Lost? I wonder if they ever made a Weezer reference in the show. I wonder that must have come out while it was still on. Um, Weezer is like the Lost of indie bands. May twenty third, two thousand ten, was the last Lost. Hurley came out September tenth, two thousand ten. Wow! So they were just like buzzing from the finale. They they liked it. They must have. Like, this show just ended. We were so touched by it. I wonder if Hurley played a part in the ending of the show. I feel like Rivers Como has a um, uh, fucking Billy Joel-esque pop sensibility to his writing where he says, This is shit. I think somebody would buy it. And that happened while he was watching Lost. Hey, my God theory bless hey dude whatever inspires you <laughs> I mean like you gotta have some kind of like level of pull to be like hey we're calling the album Hurley and we're gonna put this guy's face on the cover it's cool I dig it I'm I know, down, but I'm like, down with it you think like the people putting it out might be like well we thought about like maybe something else or were they like, this is like a great viral marketing campaign to get some attention on, right. on the internet? Or, or, was, or was Rivers like, listen, this is it. Okay. This is no, no, fucking no. album, look, take it or leave look, it. Look at him. Look, look at George. Look at George right there. Hurley. That's him. Jorge. Give it up for George. Come on, man. Yeah, what? well, 
What happened with that. with that weed dealer episode? Didn't um didn't Larry well, Marty didn't, Funkhauser gets busted with the weed at the airport? That's that's a yeah that's it. But the um didn't he get it for his dad? Yeah, for his like dad because he's glaucoma, and so the prostitute. And then he smoked some. Well, the prostitute he picked up on the way to the game, she had some weed, so they went to his dad's house. Yeah. And they all, and Larry's like, well, Larry, you got to do it too. And then they're all high, and then he's in the bathroom, <laughs> like, cussing himself. I watched this, like, a couple nights ago. And Larry keeps hanging out with the prostitute. Does she show up in another episode? I don't know. Maybe, like, in, like, a later, later season. But she shows up later in the episode when they go to court to, like, try to, like, get Marty out of trouble because he got busted with it in the jacket. Wait. And then she's, like, there and... He goes to a baseball game with her. Yeah, he goes to the Do- he wants to go to the Dodgers game. Is that that episode? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Okay, and he wanted and that, to get that, in the the carpool lane, right? Right. So he needed he picked her up. Like, you know what? Get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want sex. I want to go to the Dodger game. And so I think she charges him like six blowjobs worth of money or something like that. <laughs> but what's interesting is that episode got a guy off of a murder charge because he was at at that game game. they made a documentary about it i guess i never saw that but i remember hearing about this like back in the day when it happened but he um was at that game and got charged with murder and that was his alibi and like the way he could prove he was there was yeah and so they they like subpoenaed (laughs) like the unused footage of that episode and in some of the raw footage, he just happened to be like it was like maybe in a section he was in, and it got him off a murder charge. Seriously, Proved can you not picture it. in in court just like yeah. the video starts playing and then the music plays and it just zooms dun, in on the dun, prosecuting dun, attorney? Dun. <laughs> <laughs> fucking classic! I can't believe I fucking didn't like that show when it first came out. I didn't like, either until I saw that, that episode was actually one of the ones that like made me like go back and re like I watched I was just I remember seeing the episode where he's like at dinner and he's like putting money on the table and nobody's answering him so he's just like I'm gonna put a hundred dollars alright if no one says anything I'm leaving a hundred dollars and I was just like this is just annoying like who wants to watch people yell at each other and then I think I was like I think we played at Zars. <laughs> And we all stayed at my mom and dad's house, uh-huh. like, overnight. And, like, they had HBO. So, like, before we left, we watched, there was, like, a marathon of Curb on, and we just, like, started watching them. And I was like, this is actually really funny. And then, you know, it became one of my favorite shows. But it is just people screaming at each other the whole time. Well, I for me, people don't like it. For me, it was, uh, um, it's pretty uncomfortable. Uh, Larry David is opposite Homer Simpson. When I first saw that show, I was like, this guy yeah. is awful this is this this person but that well yeah sure sure sure, sure 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 but then when like you when you put it in context of the whole show it's like he's a yes he's awful but there's uh parts of the character that are um he's right <laughs> that's well it's it, it's there's they're, they're split up half the time He's totally right, and everyone's insane. And then the other half right. of the time, he's just insane. But he, he acts the same like one or either the other. way, so everybody always thinks it's right. fucking him. Like, no matter what. And, yeah, br- brilliant. 
Yeah, he's basically like a funny version of Woody Allen. Yeah. Like, if Woody Allen were actually funny, it would be Larry. Like, people are like, it's got like a Woody Allen ripoff. I'm like, well, it's like actually making that funny. Like, Woody Allen had (laughs) this thing where he was like so pathetic. You know, there were like, there was pathetic. Mo- and, and when Larry David yeah. is pathetic, he's not pathetic. The situation he's in and his actions may be pathetic. The things he said might be fucking off. But to him, eh, it's, just, it's just another. Eh, eh, what? Okay, okay, okay. That's fine. You know, fucking. He's just going to go with it. That's great. Yeah. Has Weezer ever so. been on Curb? I was hoping we could try to tie this. I, 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 I wonder if Larry David likes Lost. Alanis Morissette was in Curb, and we talked about her drummer tonight. <laughs> and he, oh, I guess Dave Grohl never was really related. I don't know how we got talking about that. Anyhow, obviously Weezer um, kind of lost us as a band because they don't have much uh, else to say. About I, I got, I know. How many albums have they put out since Pinkerton? Let me pull up the Spotify. Let's <laughs> just give me a second here. See discography. Wait a second. What is this? Holy fuck, there's a Rivers Como solo discography? Well, Rivers Como has a couple albums mm-hmm. I didn't know about. Uh, uh Weezer, we have since which album? Just how many have they done so since speaker ten? One, two, three, four, with a fourteenth on its way soon that has already had three singles released. It's insane. That's crazy, that, dude. That that's part of what like if the music was good, these guys would be amazing. <laughs> okay. If they just never got back together after Pinkerton, they would be like a legendary one hundred percent. Have you? Band, you know, it's like if like if Metallica had all died in the bus. I mean, I'm glad they didn't all they die didn't? in the bus accident. They, they're I mean, if they had. Oh they would no, be no, like no no no! Like I am certain Metallica died in that bus accident. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, they still did justice. <laughs> Uh, if Bob Dylan had actually gotten in a motorcycle accident and died, he would be like... And Bob Dylan still is, you know... I mean, it's almost more interesting with everything after. Me really, and you might be me. some of the only people but I know that will defend he would current be like Bob Dylan. This, like, j- me and you might be the only people I know that, that will defend current Bob Dylan. Maybe Ty. Maybe Ty. Oh, yeah, man. I, well, I think he, I, well, yeah, he's, he's doing some good stuff still. It's Bob, man. I don't know. I mean, like, I think it's cool that he just I, kept wanting to I get to that do it stuff. might not be like, like as good. That usually just like. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like he found a really good thing for, like, where he's at, like, with his voice and, like, being an old guy. Just, like, the last, like, 20 years, really. He's just, like, kind of done the right, like, an age, like, life sound appropriate thing every every album it's like anytime one comes out I put it on like that's pretty like his last one that was pretty cool put it on usually there's like the last few like some of them have really good like Mm. a love and theft that's one of my favorite Dylan albums 
just killer band. It's like awesome sound. It's a great to album. To me, it's Time Out of Mind. Great album. That's like a million years old now. It's crazy. To me, it's kind. Love and Theft's like twenty years like, old. Like Dylan, when Dylan makes a new album and tries to like appeal to the modern public pop sensibility, it's like a production technique. And when uh, when Rivers Como does it, all of a sudden you've got like synthesizers and fucking drum machines on top of guitars going dun 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 you know? Maybe he's just where Bob was at like knocked out and loaded. Which until recent years I would have told you to fuck off and I won't listen to any of that shit, you know? So that makes sense. He's just been stuck there. Yeah, there's some. Um, there is some, but man, there's a few. Some of those albums were like he basically just had like songwriters, and I don't even know what Bob Dylan was at that point. Well, like '90s stuff. No, like 80s. I think like '89 is kind of where he like finds it again. If you re- that Bob Dylan's Chronicles book was really interesting because. It was all about the stuff that I would actually want to know about. So it's like everything that happened up, like it, like the first part ends right when he gets to New York and starts playing in coffee okay. houses. So it skips over all that. Then it picks up at New Morning. Oh, after the after like the middle like part of Bob Dylan's you know career trying to figure out after Nashville skyline. Uh, That's like uh, starting to get into like almost Christian territory. Well, it's like 1970. That Christian stuff's like 78. Eight, so it's pretty early. right. So, but it's like the early 70s. Like Dylan's like kind of not making you know hits or big records anymore. Like I, that's the kind of stuff I'd be curious. Like what was going on with Dylan in like the early 70s? You know, and then like, and he wasn't touring. You know, for like four more years till he would actually play a concert again. Oh, okay. and then. Um, then I think the last part is like in the 80s, like around Omer. It's like it starts when he's touring with the dead and he's like rehearsing with the dead somewhere. Then I think which that's like the getting to the end, the beginning of the end of the Christian stuff, right? No, this was like I, th- I don't think the Christian stuff lasted. I don't know how long it was only like one and a half albums, right? Like, well, there's just two was, like specifically Christian albums, right? So like slow and then the train ones around it kind of have some stuff. Slow, yeah, I feel like he's wearing that. He's wearing a cross earring, but isn't infidels like a like he's like wearing the skull cap and he's Jewish again? I can't keep up, man. I thought that, that was. I thought that, that was. We'll still... have to, that'll have to be another episode. But anyhow, sure. yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Um, the point of what I'm saying is, in the '80s, in that book, he talks about like seeing like some blues, like just being completely like lost with what he wanted to do with music or like what the point of it was he wasn't writing songs anymore he was just like a record making music employee to, you know what i mean he's like a guy in the music business at this point and like uh-huh rehearsing with the daddy like took a break and went to some bar and saw some blues guy and like it completely like clicked with him how to get back to like getting being into music and then he made that oh mercy album which is kind of like just the like you too thing. like what it's just like you too. <laughs> oh man, you can't. I, no. I I I I want you to be on the show because we're doing it. You know, like tomorrow for you too. But it was Perry's idea, and uh, it's late. Oh, that's, that's cool. It, man. It's gonna be. Right. But like, 
Uh, can, can you just real quick, uh, can I get you to preemptively talk about you two for just a half second? Um, yeah. Because they, they, they uh, Adam and Satan. I just watched that. And that, that, that's a couple weeks ago same for the story. first time. It's good, right? The 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 documentary. Yeah, it was awesome. The documentary is really really it was good. Great. Uh, and that yeah, that album, that, was... that one album uh, that they made, is fucking sweet too. Yeah, I just listened to that. Like this is like literally like a week ago. I watched this and listened to it. And they're on that YouTube video. Yeah, that, that briefly movie. was part of it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that is so. But YouTube sees that and is inspired by it or something. That's why they put them in. They're on, they're on the album. Okay. What's the album? Rumble and who gives a fuck? I don't even oh. give a shit. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. ha- I'm gonna have to pull myself into it on Friday. But um, oh, well, I do not like well, that band. Well. I, one of my maybe like two least favorite bands is U2. Always has been. <laughs> I I know that like they like all kinds of no knowledgeable learned people would say they're an important band in music history are and crazy. whatnot. And they're worse than Three Eleven. Yeah, fuck for sure. you. I don't give a fuck like what the fuck they did. Get like, it? They just fucking are so fucking bad. Like oh. just the most cringy sounding shit. Um, everything about you two fucking sucks. Like, I just fucking hate them. I saw them once for like a song. It was at when I lived in DC and Obama had like just been elected. Oh, right. And they did like this HBO concert at the Lincoln Memorial. So like I went down, there were some people and it was pretty cool. Cause like you saw like Bruce Springsteen played a couple songs and like, I don't know who else played bunch of people like Stevie Wonder played a couple songs and like, uh, you know, so you could say you got to see some of these people. Um, Pete Seeger played a few song, a song, and I don't know, probably Garth Brooks and like some people like that, like that, I'm, like John Mellencamp that I don't really give a shit about. But you know, whatever. And then U two like was like the big like. Does that mean that, that you care about Pete Seeger more than you care about John Cougar? About John Cougar? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm more into PC than John Cougar for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but U2 comes on. They're like the last band, like the big closer, and like everybody flips out. Like maybe they were a surprise band, and I was like, "Hey guys, this would be a good time to leave." And so like I just like we just like easily walked through the crowd, and like I'm just like listening to U2 play to my back, and I'm just like, "Fuck, fucking you! I will not even fucking sit." for two seconds and face you while you play and show you any respect because you're the most garbage band and it sounded it was just like a bunch of noise like their music doesn't have any actual like texture or sound to it it's just like it's like it's like the essence of like tom york singing but like it's the whole band and it's a thousand times worse and there's not like anything cool or trippy about it hey you guys check it out i i got uh six million pedals and i ran them all together so that they can do this tom york thing that goes like uh, yeah i guess the edge is ahead of this time with all that i don't know man I, I, I'm gonna, but it's so, not in a good way well friday all. i'm gonna listen to it and i do have some uh, um ideas of why people might say that that i've never noticed before and we'll see how i feel about it when i dig into it but uh i think it's all bullshit 
I I Finals heard... sucks so hard. Well, it's so like bad. you'd have to like be ignorant of like a all a thousand fucking really good bands that you know you just wouldn't have heard like uh, because they weren't U two. Like U two is a band that everybody heard do that. So like I get that's important to people. And like if I was in the eighties and I was, you know, thirteen and I heard that maybe it would mean something to me. But I'm not, and I can objectively listen to it from here and tell you it fucking sucks. It yeah, okay. fucking sucks. Okay, Bono sucks so fucking much as he's like anthony kiedis or something mm-hmm. man. i mean like he can't really sing at all i i want to go into this even more because there's things with like oh, their production with brian fuck. eno where brian eno would literally come in and say things like anything that sounds like you too i need you to erase from that tape over and over again and they worked with him multiple nice. times and then he would leave for like a week and come back and there's you know like that's like I've heard stories about chalkboards and people moving fingers on guitars and pointing to instruments to explain how to play the song that they are playing to the musicians because they couldn't compose and actually play their own songs at a certain point. After. Which album is this? Uh, it's whenever Brian Eno got brought in. So I'm... Not sure, uh, off the top of my head, because I wasn't ready for for it. Um, There's not even a YouTube song that I like at all. I can that I can think of. No, like she it, moves it, in a mysterious way. It's so at least so, that's a song. So like you said, there's 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 like hundreds, millions, whatever of bands that you could bring up, but really also there's there's like um, I don't like the Smiths. Okay. And that's what they wanted it they like it may as well have been the fucking Smiths. Beckett. Smiths are better than fucking you I agree. Uh, I I agree so much that that's my point. Um I'm, I'm not so fucking and that's what they wanted to be in the seventies and then go into the eighties, like I don't know. I'll listen to NXS or something. Fuck it. I don't I don't want to listen to you two. It's the fucking worst. Another okay, great curb moment when Larry uh, gets mad that his maid told people he was at the U two concert. I missed he was, that. Like, embarrassed if people know. I missed that entirely. That's <laughs> oh, it's funny. So <laughs> Kyle, like, oh, Larry, I heard you at the U two concert. Who told you this? I want you. I want people to know where I'm going. Did he go? <laughs> yeah, somebody invites him. And he's All like, right. like you don't even know U two. Like, he's like, sure I do. He's like. Who's in YouTube? He's like, uh, Bono. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Bono. What the fuck kind of shit? What the fuck is wearing the fucking that, His name is Paul. Paul. And Paul the, Bono? No. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, uh, Bono. Uh, the Edge. What the fuck kind of shit is that even? The fucking Edge? What the fuck, dude? Fuck. I mean, like, the Edge, though. It, it was off, dude. like every single thing about them makes me just go, wow, the record companies really, really, really wanted the next Smiths or the Clash. And they f- there, fucking forced these dudes to do it. There was like some documentary that had like Jimmy Page or somebody in it that someone told me I should watch and it had the edge in it. And I just it, refused because of that. Uh, the name is, um, oh, fuck, where'd it go? Paul David Hewson. So where does Bono come from? It's a whole thing. 
fucking uh, and it's, it's i'll listen to the podcast it's, it's like a ringo answer. it's like a ringo type of thing i think um but but the uh oh, fuck no what did ringo. you what did you say right before that fuck uh, you were talking about the edge the edge oh god damn it mm, doesn't doesn't matter fuck that oh man. a movie a documentary you're gonna say what it was called it may get loud with that's the one yeah with fucking jack white and jimmy page who are both hard oh. blues musicians uh and then they and brought the in edge. the edge and it was so confusing it was so shitty and confusing because like you could tell that those two dudes were like yo we know folk songs we know music we know american music we could we could easily like like just pick a fucking blues song and start playing and edge is like yo i don't have my brick of pedals the size of a fucking doghouse behind me uh yeah i don't know what you're doing like you're what do you mean you're playing the blues in in f what yeah, you, what's setting on the memory man is the blues right <laughs> meanwhile jack fuck, white's man. in like start it, like the thing starts off too it's cool as fuck jack white's fucking making a fucking uh he takes like a piece of string and a magnetic pickup like oh, I've seen that scene. Yeah, and on, he, and, on he like, and, and he like and and he's talking about making music and how like you know like if if cool. you really want to make music, you just go and do it and like you you find a way to fucking make the sound and you can do the blues right on one string, you know, with a slide. And uh, I just like wow, not so fast. <laughs> I just like I bought six million pedals, and I put them together, and I had my guitar tech tell me that it they programmed it. So I can hit this button here on the controller switch. And now I'm playing Sunday Bloody Sunday. <laughs> and hey, I mean, not that we're against pedals. Like, obviously we have an entire series of albums that are just fucking pedals and noise and shit. But synths. Um, don't, like, use them to sound like a fucking ass. Well... Basically, and that's what I was saying. I think I think maybe once I listen to it, I might be able to appreciate what he's doing a little bit more because I I do think he might have some ideas behind that giant stack brick of processors and pedals behind him. That um, I think he wants to do more goat bones type of stuff. He wants to do the type of he's probably cool. Like I'm sure like Bond was holding them back. And everybody else back, like I anybody with glasses suck. like that. Oh, is is it, who's the rest of the band? I don't even the know. The shitty friend of the group. <laughs> I'm sure, like again, I'm sure there's things about you two that are of value, and I don't, I don't I, know what I'm talking about. I but have everything a, I've heard. I hate, and I think they fucking suck. And I think Bono's lame. I have a really hard band. time. The only thing I like. What? Go ahead. No, this is this is you. I'm doing. The only old. thing I like about you two is the uh, Lucky Clover sketch from the Ben Stiller show where he plays Bono, and it's like them doing a Lucky Charms commercial, and it's really funny. You should watch it. I'm gonna look that up. The, the, the South look Park it up on episode. YouTube. Ben Stiller show is the pre Mister Show, so it's like most of the same writers as Mister Show. Some of the well, Bob Odenkirk's on Bob Ben Stiller show as an actor. David Cross was a writer, but it's pretty good. It's dated, obviously, but some funny stuff if you like mr show the um if you don't it's probably not very funny to you i don't know why you wouldn't like mr show fucking some people like you too man uh, yeah you know i i need to pee bad enough yeah let's uh 
Uh, I think we already ended the other podcast. So, so if you want to use any of that, no, for, I'm using all. I'm using, using, using all this. It's still going. We're we're gonna. I I, would, I needed your opinion on the on the U two thing because it's gonna happen not next episode but the one after it. Uh, so uh, Weezer though. Yeah, I had. I want to say. I mean, can we divide it in two? Nope. Didn't we already do that for a band? I, I'd say not worse than three or eleven. I'd say not worse. I want them to be an iconic album. Two. And they're not. Oh. They're not. They're more. They. They're more prolific. Uh, they're more actually. It's it's like the band writing it. Fucking. They are more actually like a band playing that shit. Uh, they do more interesting things. Whereas in like they just released an album called OK Human, even though they had released three fucking singles for the album. Uh, Oh, I forgot. I forgot what the name of it was. It's like a Van Halen ripoff name. It's it's kind of funny. It's got one of the worst covers I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but that album hasn't come out yet, so that's cool that they like released an album before they released the album they said they were going to release, and they still plan oh, on releasing yeah. that one. They do shit like that. Whatever. Uh, They're cooler than Three Eleven. Way cooler than Three Eleven. Way to go, Weezer. I would say only listen to Pinkerton or the Blue Album. And 311 doesn't have anything close to those. No. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, not even. <laughs> they, they they, shred. Their blue album. Yeah, they could probably shred. I, be, I bet fucking 311 could throw down if you get them on the right topic. But Weezer doesn't have any fake Jamaican stuff, too. Gotta, There's that. You gotta always account for that. There might be... I didn't hear any, but there might be one somewhere with, like, a fucking... I don't mind a reggae song by a fucking American. Well, I don't, I don't mind reggae, but you don't have to, like, start talking like this, man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a little weird. It's a little weird to just change your voice all of a sudden. It's, there's a word for it. It's an appropriation. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, if you're gonna do that, like, do something cool, please. So, um, and also U2, Bono, not, uh, worse, worse. Yeah, figure, I'll listen to the podcast, we'll, but see if you can talk about how he became Bono. We, we'll get to it. And why anybody would choose. Oh, we'll get to it. Bono. There was already a Bonzo. Doodog you know. band? Well, that, but I'm talking about John Bonham, you know, his Bonzo. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah. And how can you be Bono? It's just like, what the fuck, man? I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, I, 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 when I say it's a Ringo type yeah, thing. His body's barely cold. I, I feel I feel like it was a ripoff from Ringo, but I might be wrong about that. Either way. Bono, uh, Ringo. Right. It could be. Either way. No fucking Ringo, dude. 311. <laughs> end on that note. Ringo, better than 311. Wait, not worse than Definitely. 311. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I got to pee. So that's happening. All right, Carter. Stop. See ya. You uh, know any Kiss songs? You bet we do.